0: Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithful Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us.
1: Previously, Nehemiah dealt with Shemaiah, a man on the inside. You would think this is the end of the the state uh, of the Stooges, but wait, there are more.
2: Gary, do you want to start us um, by reading the passages that we'll talk about today uh, Nehemiah 6, 15 through 7, 3?
3: Yep, out of the NIV, Um, verse 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elu in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Tobiah and replies from Tobiah that kept coming to them. For many in Judah were under oath to him since he was the son-in-law to Shechaniah, son of Ara, Ara, and his son Jehohanan had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Bechariah, or Barak, okay, thank you for saying (laughs) I was doing such a great job on these (laughs) names because it's going downhill, Barakiah. moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling him what I said, and Tobias sent letters to intimidate me. Uh, Chapter seven, after the wall had been rebuilt and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem, my brother Hananiah, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also, appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts and some near their own houses.
2: That's a lot of final detail. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's finished building the, not Nehemiah, but they are finished building the wall. And they have the doors in place now.
1: We should have a party. Yeah. I don't know what kind of a thing I would do for a party here.
2: What do you do for a wall party? That's (laughs) what I was thinking.
0: (laughs) Well, he's got all those singers. He's got the tunes, Rosemary.
1: There you go. Ready. (laughs)
2: Yes. And he's appointed them.
0: Mm -hmm. There
1: you go. I think they have a party next chapter. (laughs) They're just talking about this.
2: (laughs) They're preparing themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that... um, Kind of strikes me is as we look through up to this point. Um, for those of you who are following along in the homework, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen references to the dependence and the recognition of God
1: in five chapters. In uh, five mm, chapters, with a little six, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So Nehemiah is quick. Which we've said before, is quick to give credit where credit is due. Um, Quick to turn to God when he needs help. Right. Yeah. And even quick to say, remember them, God, they're stinkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was neat Um, in the homework where we listed them out. The initial, the beginning one said the God of heaven the God of heaven, and then in chapter two, it started moving to my God, my God, my God, and then it, there was another God of heaven in there, and then it was, oh, God, hear us, our God. Our it started God. moving to yeah. all of us together, yeah. mm-hmm. and they continued to be our God through the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a neat cool. progression. Because yeah. he was in a foreign land. He was in Babylon at the beginning. So it was like the God of heaven, just so you all know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, So there were multiple gods yeah, being worshipped was, at that point. Yeah, that's
2: right. That was not God's people. That was not God's place.
1: Right. Right. I thought it was cool, though, that how he cool. moved into our.
2: I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's consistent. Consistently mm-hmm. he is depending. And God shows up because that wall is done in 52 days. Which even the enemies, even Nehemiah's
0: enemies, recognize that that had to have been God. Mm-hmm. That You don't build a wall around a city that's that big in 20, in 52 days. It's impossible in man's strength.
2: It is. And I can tell you, we are having, uh, we had a flood in our upstairs. Uh, we had a leak in our upstairs bathroom, and it leaked down to the floor below. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know, we have no idea how long this leak had been happening. It was obviously a slow leak, and um but we have holes in our walls as we're working through getting all of that repaired and, and fixed up. But it's been 14 days. And the only thing that has changed in our house is uh, the fact that, the, that it's no longer leaking. And my kitchen and uh, entryway are holy. Uh. Not in Nehemiah's hole, <laughs> but just straight up with holes, and that's been 14 days. So I'm thinking 52 days, mm-hmm. and they've built a wall around the city. They've repaired and built mm-hmm. this wall around the city, like 26 mm-hmm. miles worth of wall. Right? I mean, two points, 2. Two, two, two miles. Excuse yes. Me. Two um,
0: miles. But how tall? 30, 30 feet, feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight 39. and a half feet wide. wide. I mean, a huge... Plus
2: gates and doors yeah. and all of Towers. these things. Towers. Towers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have any of the modern conveniences yeah. Yeah. that we have. No cranes to get those things That's up right. there. No drag line, no bulldozer. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, what's my kitchen going to look like in 52 days? It's not going to be a wall. It's probably not going to be done.
0: I wonder no. if you had
1: the construction people said, would you like to race Nehemiah?
0: I think you can do it
2: <laughs> So tell me Do you know about the Old Testament Let <laughs> me tell you a story that That's a good idea
3: Yeah <laughs> Okay Oh, I like how it says um, The enemies had lost their self-confidence Because they realized that it was God So in the FYI box On, on the homework down there It says, um, finally, there came a man who did more than wish Jerusalem had walls. He grieved, he ached, he prayed, he planned, he asked boldly, he went, he fought, he encouraged, he stood strong, he saw the job through to completion. But he also had people around him with the same kind of heart. We have such small ideas of how God can use us. God used a man named Nehemiah to set right a 100 year old problem in less than two months, and the same God Sits on a throne in heaven and works through you today by David Guzik That was great. Yeah, I thought that was a really great statement.
2: Yeah, I don't know why, but I think of 52 days. When I think of 52 days, I think, yeah, that's quick, but then I think Mm -hmm. less than two months. Oh my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. so fast. For some reason, 52 days does not compute to me that that is less than two months. Less than two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's That's incredible.
1: Freaky fast. Yes, (laughs)
2: freaky fast. Yes, and in
1: the midst of a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: those were not the best conditions to be working when you had to be afraid for your safety and people were trying to
3: undermine you and, yeah, tough situation. He's uh, got these banquets that he has to have, and in the beginning, remember, he asked the king for timber and supplies to build the wall, also the place he would be living for these years. So in there... He's also mm-hmm. building his own home, and the Citadel uh, built that up. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Don't know that the home is finished in 52 days, but <laughs> <laughs> they're right. working on it. But you know, it's part he of had the his hands full. Yeah. Well, and while
2: all of this is gone, Tobiah. Is he, which of the Three Stooges is he? Is he number one,
1: number two? I think he is Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seems to have the most in it. You know, this
2: whole time, he's passing notes back and forth with Mm -hmm. people. Like, guess what's going on here? Guess what they're doing over there? Back and Mm -hmm. forth. And they're not. I mean, it's all slanderous. And it's just, so he has all of this going on that's just
1: yucky. Yeah, he had the threats coming outside of the wall. Right. And he had threats coming from inside of the wall.
2: And Tobiah is connected to all different kinds of people. Well they've intermarried mm-hmm. with the local people. The
0: Jews have married with the outsiders. So now there's there's some relationship between all of these other nations and the Jews that are living in Jerusalem. Um, so that sets up kind of a tough situation. And there are some noble families or priestly families who've also been married up with some of these people. So So now, like, Tobiah has, he's got an in. Mm -hmm. You know, they're sitting around, they're talking, he has a relationship with people. So he's chatting in their ear this whole time. Um, And some of those people that stayed, that were in Jerusalem, that had married with these people, you've got to figure they were probably the more well-to-do people Mm -hmm. that were left. Mm -hmm. Good point. Right? Yeah. So they have the most to lose if Nehemiah is successful if Jerusalem separates itself in any way from these other nations.
1: um, It's a Brexit, Jerusalem style. It is. And we're not talking politics, but it's almost like a country pulling out. Yeah, Yeah, pulling out. Of its surrounding region. Sorry. so I
0: think that that explains... (laughs) No, that was good. mm -hmm. It explains a lot of the interplay um, between the locals and the Jews. Yeah, they're
2: very tied up together. They are. Yeah. Think of how you aren't directly related to your in-laws, mm-hmm. but you still have a vested interest because you have those common ties. Right. And mm-hmm. then the in-law to the in-law to the in-law to the in-law. Mm-hmm. What a mm-hmm. messy
0: thing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Which is why God told them in the first place, don't mm-hmm. marry outside of our faith. Mm-hmm.
2: He didn't listen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, he's he's um, Nehemiah is hearing about all these letters. Um, what does he do about it?
3: He ignores it and goes right on working. Just keeps right on working. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh. Which is kind of what he's done the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the grumbling. Like if you're at work and you hear grumble, 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 it's like you can't attend to that.
2: No, because bad attitudes
0: are pretty easily caught. Mm-hmm. Once you yes. get, if you're around that all the time and you start to get drawn into it, mm-hmm. then pretty soon you're grumbling. Mm-hmm. I think Nehemiah guarded his heart pretty well. He kept himself from getting into that. Um, just like his, when he would answer them back, he'd say, hey, you're just making that stuff up, so I'm not paying any attention to mm-hmm. that. Right. He didn't let himself get drawn away from his purpose.
2: I think frequently we hear that grumbling, and then we listen to it, and it just turns into way more than it needs to be and mm-hmm. causes way more heartache than it needs to cause. Like mm-hmm. if we would just learn to be like Nehemiah and just go, I just, I'm not going to think about it. Mm-hmm. This is not true. I'm moving along go along how much easier would we make life for ourselves
0: But we tend to sabotage ourselves by listening to that kind of stuff and getting in, drawn into it
1: well another piece of what was coming out with that stuff is i think nehanbi was getting a good picture of who he was up against and what they were doing yeah. because the same thought it's kind of like satan the um it's always it'll be deception it'll always mm-hmm. be a voice that's telling you oh you're not good enough Oh, you are. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you're in big <laughs> trouble now. You know, it always sounds yeah. like that. God doesn't do that. Right. That's not the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's Satan trying to mm-hmm. get that foothold in there, trying yeah. to do the grumbling, mm-hmm. trying to do that. And you start getting, you're going to hear it. I mean, he probably did hear it. Um, he just didn't attend to it. Nehemiah just didn't attend to it. He didn't embrace it. And so that's the same thing for us. You're going to hear Satan's words. Mm-hmm. We hear it in advertisements. We hear in this. You're not enough. You're not this. You're not mm-hmm. that. Trust me, we hear it all over. I don't even need to start naming all that. But there's a pattern to it. And the pattern is condemnation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the pattern is not life-giving. Mm-hmm. And so you start knowing your enemy. Just accuser. by the patterns. Your accuser. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> just by the patterns that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think I could really recognize these. By now, for sure. He had a great... Um I absolutely lost my word. Had a great um, sense of discernment.
3: Mm -hmm. He did.
1: Okay, next time that happens, we're going to play a game show. Everybody just start yelling out anywhere that comes (laughs) to your (laughs) mind. Please do. Mine was banquet. I was like, I don't know, sit down and eat. Let's think about it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, my goodness. goodness.
2: That opened up a whole different show. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, Nehemiah is hearing all of these things that are going on and um, all this note passing back and forth with Tobiah and um, the others. And he just, like we said, he just kind of moves along and he's like, okay, the wall's finished, the doors are in place, now let's get down to business. Mm -hmm. So he appoints the gatekeepers, the singers, and the Levites.
1: Again, the tunes are brought in. The
2: tunes are brought in. So he brings these people in and he's like, let's set up shop and let's mm-hmm. get to moving.
3: Yeah. Well, I have a little information on the Levites. Yeah. You guys want to hear Yeah, let's hear, go for it. It's pretty interesting. Um, we talked before about the Levites. All priests were Levites, but not all Levites were priests, but they were to be the keepers of the temple, the area surrounding it, and they did their work. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, The Levites were Appointed first in Numbers 35 And they came from the third son of Jacob And Leah who was Levi So these This is a current thing There are an estimated 300,000 Levites Among the Ashkenazi Jewish communities, and I'm like, what is that? So I looked that up, and that is a Jewish population in Eastern and Central Europe distinguished from the Holy Land Jewish people, and they may or may not practice Judaism, but they are culturally Jewish, and they speak Yiddish. I don't know what that is, but it's broken down a little bit. Um, In Canada, there are 12,000 In France, there's 16,000. In Israel, 240,000. And in the U.S., 200,000. So Mm -hmm. that's these Ashkenazi Jewish communities. Um, The the Levites then um, were landless. They did not own their own land. But they were set aside 42 cities scattered throughout the land, is set aside as cities of Levites Within that there were also Six cities of refuge Which I When I first heard about The cities of refuge Years ago I just loved it I yeah. don't know why mm-hmm. But if you accidentally Kill somebody And the family was coming Back at you for revenge they're allowed to do that um, But if you could get To a city of refuge You would have safe sanctuary Until the death of the high priest that was living then. If after the death you would be able to be set free, um, but you were safe as long as you were within these walls. Mm-hmm. You stepped out of those walls, the revenger could get you. You were you were gone. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, Levites are were exempt from military service, except they were used as army chap armly, armly chaplains, <laughs> <laughs> army chaplains. Um, they didn't work a regular job, so they didn't earn money, but the Israelites brought them their tithes and offerings that they were um, commanded to bring. Their duties were, some of their duties were filling water basins, cleaning up the temple and the yard, stoking the fires used for sacrifices, playing music, singing psalms, Repairing the temple in the yard. They were the teachers of Israel. They were the nation's judges and the nation's regulators who were responsible for accurate weights and measures that were used in the um, the markets. M- market, yep. Um, and although they did not own land, they were given pasture lands around the town so that they could keep um, farm animals. So. Pretty, wow, pretty interesting. interesting. I thought it was pretty interesting yeah, stuff.
2: Yeah. So the Levites were absolutely the doers. Yes. Mm-hmm. The holy doers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it went that their duties went so in depth. Mm-hmm. That they literally did they did all of it. They did mm-hmm. all the work, yeah. yeah. That's very cool. And I do have there's a note here. I'm in our homework, it's from the New Unger's Bible Dictionary. It says, the gatekeeper, um, in the later books of the Old Testament, written after the building of the temple, the term gatekeeper is applied to the Levites who had charge of the various entrances. So they were also the, while they didn't serve, apparently, as in the army, but they were the the guardians of the city as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that would make sense. There's a lot of marketplace stuff happening at those gates. At those gates. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they had the scales and they had yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
2: So why did Nehemiah appoint all of these people right away?
1: Well, they needed to. I mean, certainly needed someone. You've created this wall around this great city, and then if people aren't monitoring what's going on, it can be destroyed so easily. And so it was to protect the city, another layer of protection.
3: These are the people who lead worship as mm-hmm. well. <clears throat> these are yeah. the, um, the religious Sect if you will And um, as we found out earlier on The worship to God Is paramount Mm -hmm. In that society So that had to be put in place Very quickly
2: So he puts these people in place Right from the beginning Even before he talks about who he appointed To lead the people Right um, So that they could have their society Functioning first and foremost For the Lord
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah Right,
2: because he's not messing around. No,
0: I think it's it's intentional that he wants everyone to know that mm-hmm. Jerusalem is the city of God, and God is the focal point of the whole purpose, and that starts with worship.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I keep thinking about this wall and how it's kind of our, our identity, mm-hmm. and we could have built this great wall. We could have been standing on the word. We're standing on the. We're doing all this stuff, but if we don't put a um, a guard. If we don't guard our hearts in some way, if we don't guard our tongue in some Mm -hmm. ways, um, we could be at risk. We could be at risk. And then I love the singers because it's like the praise and worship. If we're not actively engaged in that, then it just becomes a wall. Mm -hmm. But this is the city of God. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have that finishing touch to complete the task. The task wasn't completed. Like the physical task was done, all the construction was done. But the actual task wasn't completed until the gatekeepers and, and the right. Levites and everybody yep. else everybody came in. in place. Mm-hmm. There was that other layer that happened.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where you have to, to, to complete the circle. You have to finish the project up completely so that it's not left dangling in the wind. And that's a
0: hard thing sometimes. I mean, I think I'm usually pretty good. I, I can go for about 95%, and then I start to run out of steam. <laughs> I used to do all my work, like all my little projects, when Dan would travel, because if Dan was home, he wanted everything finished up for the night and put away. Well, that was like the kiss of death for me. So I would wait till he would leave town, <laughs> and then I would paint until two or three in the morning. And I would, instead of washing all those mm-hmm. things, I would mm-hmm. stick them in a plastic, plastic bag, bag and seal them that up. They're That's right, right.
3: <laughs> ready to go the next time yeah. you want to use it. Yeah,
0: but it would be tough to just go ahead and finish it, and be done. Now, I'm trying to do better with that because that's been one of his pet peeves with me. So now when we work in the yard, we fill up so many bags of leaves, and then we're done, whereas I before would have just raked them all up, and then there'd still be a whole big pile of leaves on the yard. See,
3: that, that, that <laughs> is just, that's my, that's me and Greg. Exactly. <laughs> I see things as projects. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have projects. He has tasks to be done, to be done. and completed mm-hmm. immediately. And he goes at it with all his strength. And I'm like, uh, come on, let's get a glass of iced tea. Let's take a <laughs> little rest. And he's like, are right, you out of your mind? <laughs> we got to you know, finish this job. Or I will yeah. do um, trimming, mm-hmm. you know, bushes and trees and stuff. And, it, I mean, I'm tired out after I'm done with the trimming. I'll wait till tomorrow. <laughs> To gather things, put so them in you bundles, trim, or put them and in then it, you gather. <laughs> oh, and then, then you trim, you bundle, and then you bundle, <laughs> and then you, and then you, you know, put yeah. all the bags in order, and yeah. But I don't know what that has to do with this lesson.
0: Uh, I just think that it's good, <laughs> finishing to know touches. That finishing yeah, touches finishing are important. Touches, yeah. They are important, and it
3: is good when it's finished. Yeah,
0: because if I let those leaves out there on my lawn all winter, I wouldn't have any grass next spring, mm-hmm. right?
3: So mm-hmm.
0: we do need to keep in mind that there's there's got to be a finish it's got to be finished jesus when he hung on the cross he said
1: it's finished. finished yeah so hmm. wow what if you would have left out that detail like <laughs> the cross <laughs> like it's, yeah like you know what would have happened if they didn't put I, okay jesus didn't do that he did a great <laughs> job but he did the finishing <laughs> and how important that is to finish mm-hmm. it but it's like what if nehemiah hadn't put gatekeepers in place yeah. What if he hadn't put the Levites there? What
0: if they'd done all that and then never worshipped God again? Yeah. Um, then they would have been right back where they started mm-hmm. from at some point with a destroyed city. So yeah, that that finishing touch was maybe the most important thing of all.
1: The mm-hmm. crowning glory. The crowning
2: glory, yeah. yeah. Nehemiah shows again that he is keeping the main thing, the main thing. The main thing, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it, he does have to finish all those little details so that they can complete the mission. Mm-hmm. Because his mission was to get this wall built and, and rebuild this city mm-hmm. for the glory of God. For the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he does. He has to attend to all those little details. Mm-hmm. Even the details of when the gates are to be opened right. and when they're to be closed.
3: Which is very strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's a, a note in here somewhere. Were you going to talk about that? No, go ahead. Okay, that um, most cities would leave their gates open, they'd open them immediately, like when the sun was coming up, mm-hmm. and get right to work, and then they would leave them open until after dark, and so that everyone could, who needed to come in could come in, and everyone who needed to go out could get out in time.
2: Well, that's good business. That is, is, is what good that business. Is, because right. your merchants can get there and trade all day long. Right. And that was
3: the quote by Ray Stedman. Okay,
2: yeah.
3: And but when you're in this position I mean, he was very smart Not until the sun is fully risen We, we want to be able to see all around us We're not going to have any surprise attacks mm-hmm. So keep your eyes open Don't do it at dawn or dusk And while you still I wondered about this But I think when he said While you still have the gatekeepers there Shut the gate. So I, I think there's like one guard all day long And at the end of his shift You know, 5 o'clock, dinner time, Mm -hmm. whatever. He shuts and bars the doors. There's no changing over the guards to keep it open longer or whatever. He's not so tired that he can barely stay awake and might miss some some attack coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I thought about it. Mm -hmm. Really strategically very wise. Mm
2: -hmm. I love how he ties it all up. He Mm -hmm. says, you know, the people that I'm bringing in to lead you are... Um fearful of God they respect him, they um what is it what's the exact because they are men of integrity and fear mm-hmm. God more than most men do mm-hmm. um, so he is he's seeing all those little details, and he's bringing God into all of it, yeah, every single aspect because even the people that he puts into lead are gonna be the men who are. More fearful of God than the others, and it's a healthy fear. It's not a quaking in fear because God might strike me down with a bolt of lightning. It is because that's not how God works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a healthy fear. respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he <laughs> said, that "It's not how God works." And I went, "Said the man who just got hit by lightning." <laughs> no, I was, I'm picturing that all those videos kind of came up, and I was like. Or, no. Yeah,
2: it's probably not because you made God mad. And then he's <laughs> no, it probably you isn't. So if you've been struck by lightning. Yes, it's sorry. weather. It yeah. is. It's-
3: <laughs> You're in the That's wrong weather. place at the right
2: yes. Don't, don't Go play the lottery trees. now. Not really. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Your odds have just increased. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, does somebody want to pray for us? Um, as we've kind of wrapped up our time talking about um, Nehemiah wrapping things up. pray. Okay.
1: Great. God, we just come before you, Lord. So grateful, God, for your word. So grateful for, um, grateful for Nehemiah, Lord, and his mm-hmm. witness and how he moved and what he did. God and his faith towards you, Lord. God, we ask that you help us put on the finishing touches in our life. Help us to see where we may have vulnerable places. Help us to see where maybe we're not worshiping you at levels that we can and that we should be, Lord, so that we you protect our hearts, so that you protect our relationship with you, God. Lord, we ask that you move um, in the in the spirit just for anyone who's listening to this, Lord. We just pray blessing on them, God. Um, we pray for their eyes to be open and for your wisdom to um, just be upon them, God. We just praise you and we just thank you in Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs>